Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Wake up with us. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette. Bart Scott, hanging in here for the guys for the next few hours. Are you having problems yeah, over there? This desk is kicking my ass. It's it Monday. Go down. Good morning. That's the way to open things up. You know, Engineering. Fresh little swear word. Right off the top. Uh, all right. That's what they saying in Indy. <laughs> Yeah, they took quote for, the quote for the Ab Evans. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> they doing it in Philly, too, because they want that spot. I need them to play so we can get that first round draft pick. OK, let me um, break down what Bart just told you about. In case you missed it over the weekend, Carson Wentz is injured uh, yet again. It took about one and a half training camp practices <laughs> for this to happen. And so here is the latest from Indianapolis. According to our Adam Schefter, Carson Wentz and the Colts are waiting for Dr. Robert Anderson to review Ooh. scans of the quarterback's injured foot. Once Anderson sees the scans, they will have a better idea of how long Wentz will be sidelined. At this point, it is not expected to be season ending. However, at this point, he is out indefinitely. And when you hear words like indefinitely, Probably not good if you're the Indianapolis fan base. Um, what does this all mean? Well, as of yesterday, we talked to our um, NFL Nation culture reporter, Mike Wells, on what the latest is with Wentz, and here's what he had to say. They're still waiting on the results to see the best approach to take, but um, when you look at the depth of the quarterback spot for the Colts, they don't have much back there. So their their hopes and you know potentially any possibility of making the playoffs is going to hinge on Carson Wentz's uh, foot and the rest of his body to stay healthy during this season. Yep, it's going to basically hinge on his foot and the rest of his body to stay healthy. And so, Bart, when you heard this news, what came to your mind? Just, just bad luck, right? Whenever you have a early camp injury, it kind of, it kind of puts a down on the entire camp, right? Mm-hmm. Especially early mm-hmm. on. Um, and when injuries happen, they generally happen in the first couple of days of camp. I can remember Jamal Lewis, you know, um, blowing his ACL out early in the season, you know, and, and guys get have to rally, but you have to reset, but you're in camp mode. Yeah. So you're, you're really worrying about yourself mm-hmm. because you got, you mm-hmm. know, 90 guys in camp worrying about trying to get a job and other guys trying to ascend, guys trying to run spots. Some guys have already um, spots that they're pretty secure in. But, you know, it's a lot of guys out there that's fighting for their lives. And this year it's going to be even more difficult. You know, you hope that Carson Wentz was there so you can be the best version of yourself. If you're a receiver, a tight end, you're hoping that you can get some chemistry with, with Carson Wentz. And the problem is, like, he really hasn't really earned the respect of his teammates. They haven't got that chemistry, that nonverbal communication that you would like to have with your quarterback. So this is very valuable time. You know, camp is when you mesh as, as a team. Now, if Carson Wentz had been on the team before, like Aaron Rodgers, you can miss a bunch of time. But it's about the time you do off the field and time you spend with your teammates off the field so that you can come together, so you can yeah. learn the why of your teammates. Carson Wentz is going to miss that. Um, and for me, I hate the word he's going to opt for rehab. Because if that means he's going to deal with the entire year and you know that at some point, you know, somebody's going to land on that foot or something like that. So if it's between a long, lengthy, like, uh, you know, season where he's battling time, being in the, in, the, in the training room all year or having surgery, I, I prefer my quarterback to go ahead and get surgery if the surgery means that he can be back in two months. 
Interesting. Okay, it's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, although you were just delivering some straight talk. Okay, I mean, Carson Wentz, let's call it what it is. He has been plagued by injuries, it seems like, his entire career. He's missed 12 regular season games, three in 2017, five in 2018, and four last season. This has just been the story with Carson Wentz, okay? And some of the Eagles' best football that they played was with Carson Wentz on the bench. A Super Bowl victory, okay? Um, So let's point that out. Let's also go to the fact that this is something that – the Indianapolis Colts have also dealt with as far as their quarterback being injured and having an early injury and yeah. then having it be a problem later on in the season. This gives me major Andrew Luck vibes, like yeah. major Andrew Luck vibes, which if you remember, <laughs> um, the Colts kind of said that they weren't sure what was going on with the Andrew Luck shoulder back in 2017. He ended up missing the entire regular season. What about his ankle in 2019? Well, that was the season that he retired. And so this is something that the Indianapolis Colts organization, we could even go back to Peyton Manning with a neck injury and him missing the 2011 season. season. Like, so if I am a Colts fan today and I am waking up and I still don't understand how long Carson Wentz is going to be out and my backup options are Jacob Eason and Brett Huntley, (laughs) I'm a little worried. Philly, Philly. He's available. Trust me, he's available. Nick Foles. Uh, yeah, Nick Foles is available. And um, I thought that, the, you know, Nick Foles was a natural fit for the Jets. But um, now, you know, the Jets may have a little competition because I think Nick Foles becomes a commodity that people are going to want to see where he's at, uh, see how much money, you know, he is on the salary cap. And if you have space, you need that type of insurance. You need a veteran quarterback that if you're the Indianapolis Colts, they have – um, visions of winning the division, not just competing, but winning the division. They, right. They're not a team that want, wants to think they're they, – they made this move as an all-in. And if I'm Philadelphia, I'm like, please, come on, man. Like Because that second-round draft pick that they gave up turns into a fourth – I mean, a first-round draft pick if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps. So, you know, you have two organizations that's hoping that Carson Wentz can get back and be available. But, you know, odds are that he won. And with the extra extra game this year – you know, I can't just imagine somebody. Listen, I you know I, I've been down to Doctor Andrews. I have a screw in my toe. You know what I mean? That in doctor, your toe? In my big toe. Yeah, I had a ligament transfer oh, so uh, for my for my toe. You know, for my set sports, everything ripped off. But you know, I, he's the best in the business. And if it's is if it's an option, he's the guy that did the surgery on Terrell um, Terrell um, Suggs um, ACL. Achilles and got him back in the same season. So if anybody can patch Jeez. him up really quick, you know, he can he can patch him up and, and try and get him back. But, you know, you, we've, we've seen Sammy Watkins with the foot injury. We've seen Julio Jones. You know, you hope that it's not some type of Liz Frank type of issue where they have to do surgery, put screws in it, because that can mean, you know, that Carson Wentz may – not be available before it even started. Okay, I want to go back to the Nick Foles comment about bringing in a veteran like Nick Foles. Yeah. Two, two things I want to say to that. First of all, the fact that they did decide to bring in Brent Hundley instead of a veteran like Nick Foles right out of the gate made yeah. me, like if I was speaking from a Colts perspective, made me feel better almost because it, it said to me, perhaps this isn't as serious as maybe some people are, are initially thinking it might be. And again, we have no specific details. All we know is that he's meeting with the doctor and he's out indefinitely. That's it. So that was one. Two, in terms of Nick Foles, this could go a different, two different ways for me. One, yeah. you could take the angle like you did, like this is the best option because this is the way I'm looking at it too, yeah. to bring in a guy that has familiarity obviously with Frank Reich's system mm. and has familiarity with Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz would know, hey, we know our roles here. I'm exactly. the starting quarterback. You're the backup. This is how it's going to work. You're going to come in until I'm fully ready. There's that way. Or there's the other way to understand that Carson Wentz, 
by all accounts, I don't know Carson Wentz, but from what I had read from last year, is a little bit mentally fragile. Mm -hmm. And perhaps bringing in the same guy who was breathing down your neck in Philadelphia could mess with that a little. There's two options here. You, it sounds like, are in the camp of this would be the best option for Carson Wentz should he need to miss some time, right? Right, because what happens is the pressure builds on Carson Wentz to try and come back if the team is struggling. At least with Nick Foles, you know he knows the system. He can come in and understand the verbiage. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, speaking, you know, different offenses is like speaking a a different language. And he speaks the language. He's fluent in it. So he can make the adjustments. So you don't have to go through all the adjustments that you would need. And the the better Nick Foles would play would be the less pressure from from, from Carson Wentz to come back as he sees his team sink. Because this is a team that's good enough to win with running the football, and being able to play great defense. So, I mean, if I'm Nick Foles, I mean, if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm hoping that, you know, it is Nick Foles and you make the change and he hopefully he gets good news. I just want to point this out. The Colts do not have an easy road out of the gate, okay? Right. They open at home against Seattle. Then they have the Rams at home. Then they have to go to Tennessee to face the Titans, to Miami to face the Daltons, and to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Yeah, good I luck. I mean, good luck because that is a five-week right. gauntlet, okay, <laughs> to put it lightly. That's Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. So a week ago, staying in the NFL, fell here we weren't sure if the reigning MVP was even going to go back to Green Bay now he is there and he says he is all in so what's changed passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits LED headlights and more Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I haven't worked with you since that Aaron Rodgers press conference dropped. A-A-Ron. What was your like reaction when he was spewing the... I don't know, dirty laundry? Well, we call it the tea, right? You know, everybody... Oh, he's like giving the you the tea. Yeah, it's Correct. the tea. We the can tea. sip the tea. I got sisters. We can speak that language, yes. Shay Shay. Okay. And so what was your reaction? Because I was watching it with my jaw legit on the floor. I mean, I thought I thought that he was being very transparent. I understood what he was saying. And, and listen, he no. asked... No, 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 no. I don't need all that. What was your reaction? Were you like, I can't believe he's saying this? Or I know. You... Listen, listen I, I already knew he was a fan of the Keeping It Real Goes Wrong club. <laughs> he's always been That's that. That's what I wanted he, to he, know. He's always, he's always been that. You know what I mean? So I, I, I wouldn't expect anything less 
from A.A. Ryan than, you know, him speaking his truth, right? I, this is a guy that doesn't care what other people think about him. I could not believe he was saying the things he said. And, and now a few days have passed, and I still am speaking the same sentiment. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Bart Scott and Shea Cornett here in for the guys this morning. And so, yes, Bart and I were just talking about the press conference that was now, <laughs> what, like five, six days ago. But right. a lot has like happened. Yeah. It does, right? A lot has happened Kumbaya, since then. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Everyone has kind of come together yeah. in Green Bay Land. Everyone's getting along now. So what's changed? Well, Aaron Rodgers spoke to NFL Network about being back at camp and back in the swing of things. It was a little strange, I think, day one, just because I was gone for the entire (laughs) offseason and contemplated my own future and and the possibility of playing somewhere else as well. But when I'm back here, I'm 100% all in, you know. And you know me. You know what I'm all about. I love my teammates. I love competing. I do love practice. You know, I love to go out and give it to the young corner when I can. (laughs) And get after these guys, talk a little smack, especially with a new D coordinator in here. we got to let them know how it goes around here. All right, let, let me just point a few things out here, Bart, and then I'll let you go. Number one, he's very happy in this exchange on NFL Network. Very happy. Clearly, he's kind of joking, laughing, like, you know how it is. You know mm-hmm. how I am. That's one. Two, we know that Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he's calculated in the words he uses and who he directs them to. And so clearly he he wasn't directly asked if he's 100% in, but he told us yeah. he's 100% in. So who's he telling this to? Who's he expressing that to? I think he's saying that to his coaches and to his teammates, right? Letting them know that he's all in. He's not thinking about tomorrow. He's all in to try and win a chip because he understands this is the last dance. Who he's hating on is the management. Like, you know, he's all in. He loves his teammates, right? He didn't say he loves his organization. He said, I oh, love no, no. my teammates. Out. So that's, that's, that's putting a distinction between, you know, management and, 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 and labor. Um, who knew that Randall Cobb was the DeAndre Jordan to Kevin Durant and, right? and Kyrie Irving? He was a missing link. All things are fixed with, with Randall Cobb here. And, like, listen, I don't know. I think it's, you know, maybe a move that Aaron Rodgers feels like he needs to make. And you heard Gutenkunst talking about, you know, you know, that was a move specifically for Aaron Rodgers. So that makes him feel good publicly that he can tell Randall Cobb that you can come away from, like, football hell right now. The last place I think any player really wants to be is Houston right now because they know they got a big nothing burger going on over there and that you're going to be picking first probably in the draft, you know, in the whole Deshaun Watson saga and everything going on there. So Randall Cobb's happy. I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is happy. And this team, this listen, this is a team that's 13-3. They have a legitimate shot. And when Aaron Rodgers is all in, you know what I mean, attitude reflect leadership. And, you know, the leadership is saying, hey, all is well here. So then everybody and all the little soldiers are falling in line. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, my goodness, this is a, definitely a change of tune from just a couple of days ago. I mean, he is happy, he's practicing, he's in a Green Bay uniform. Like, yeah, Randall Cobb's in town. Like, yeah. gangs back together. Like, everything is is rosy and great. Yeah. But here's something. So, um, when I wasn't working with you, I was on the show with Jordan, my husband, and I was. T- we were talking about this because I have family in Wisconsin. My dad lives there, my brothers live there, diehard Packers yeah. fans, okay? And we go back and forth because I'm obviously from Chicago. And so I was having this conversation with my dad again last night because this feels like all we've talked about lately. And he's like, let me just let me just point this out, Jay, because I'm nervous as a Green Bay fan. Like, if I was, if I told my wife we were going to get a divorce in a year, like, <laughs> after a month or two months or when anything goes wrong, we'd be fighting. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm just worried that the wheels are going to fall off once a little bit of adversity hits. Of course, everyone's happy in training camp. Like, yeah. you haven't played a game yet. Yeah, but they're in a weak division, though. And this is a team that's All right, relatively... chill out with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be week eight before you see your rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? QB1 and, yeah, exactly. Uh, but but I tell you what, like, you know, 
this is a team that has been together. The core has been together for the most part. This defense has been together for a while. This offense has been together for a while. So, listen, this happens all the time. I can remember, you know, Ray Lewis didn't come in or Peter Bower didn't come in for the entire – my first year – almost to like OTAs, right? They were they were in a big contract dispute. They got their money around training camp and that sorts too. So this happens, and people are used to it, yeah. and people know that Aaron Rodgers was the last person that needed to be in OTAs. This was good for Jordan Love. Now, I worry about his psyche, right, because he understands that, you know, he's not going to get an opportunity to play. He probably had some – the visions of him being able to start and, 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 and silencing all the fans and getting the start of his career. Now he knows he's going to be holding a clipboard for the entire year. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of pressure on him to go out and prove that he can play. And he, he may think that Aaron Rodgers is leaving, but if everything goes well, they win the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers may change, you know, change his tune and say, you know what, I, I'll finish here. And then they may be looking to do a, do a, um, do a Jimmy G and get rid of Jordan Love. So, I, I worry about the youngster and his psyche. You know, it's going to take a lot because if Aaron Rodgers goes down, we've seen him go down before, you know, and it's always weird when people hold out, you know, you either, either go one or two ways, either like everything goes great or somebody gets injured early and it's kind of like, oh, see, you should have been here. But he didn't really hold out. He just missed OTAs. Yeah, yeah. It's but not you, like he really held out in yeah, training yeah, camp. Yeah, he was there for yeah, day one. Yeah, you, you, you're right. But I'm just saying it's funny things happen, right? Remember, yeah. you know, you know, guys tackle your arms, you fall, hurt his clavicle, he gets injured. They're going to have to depend on Jordan Love. So you don't know. It's a long season. Anything can happen, right? Guys, blow knees. I mean, just imagine if you're sitting back and, and you're Matt Castle and, 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 and Tom Brady goes down and you're thinking that, you know, you're over there like Willie Beeman chewing sunflower seeds. And they're like, hey, you know, like, get in the game. Like, what? What's going on? You know what I mean? You got to run out there. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, so Jordan Love, you got to keep his psyche right because he may, you may have to call on him. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, it, no one ever really asks about how Jordan Love is doing, and he didn't ask for the situation, right? He didn't ask for all this drama. He just kind of was thrown into the yeah. mix with it, and, and so it, that's a good point. Like, you got to see how he's doing. But nonetheless, I, I just am uh, completely baffled by the the tune that has been changed by Aaron Rodgers. But I guess you're, you are right in this sense, too. Like, he's the leader, and he's back with his dudes, and he's back on the football field, which he told us very clearly, you know, there's yeah. still that fire. It still burns. And, so, yeah, and he really didn't miss anything. Right, and he really hasn't missed anything. And right. and so he's coming in with a, a chip on his shoulder. He's aired all his grievances, and now let's see what happens going forward. Um, nonetheless, uh, you call it a weak division. That's fine. I don't want to face Aaron <laughs> Rodgers when he's got the mentality of, like, a Michael Jordan. Like, anything you say will be held against you, yeah. and I'm going to hold on to it, and it's going to turn into a major chip that I'm going to force this season. And so as a, as a Bears fan and someone from Chicago, that all makes me really nervous. But – if you are a Green Bay Packers fan, this change in tune and him saying he's 100% in, I mean, what else do you want from your quarterback, right? Like, exactly. I'm here, I'm here to stay, and hopefully we're going to win some football games. Okay, I don't usually write – I'm just going to be completely honest here. I don't usually write my teases going into, like, the next Ooh. segment. Um, All right, Drake. But I usually, All right, Drake. I usually throw in my own, like, thing to say, but this one's so good I just got to read it, like, straight. Okay, cool. Because I got to give our producer, Evan, like, some props here. Um, have the Colts – yeah, have the have the Colts Super Bowl chances already came and went? Ah, uh, it was good. It's good, right? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So will it be sooner or later? Our DJ is hot. Oh, man. See, I speak in movies. He's speaking speaking in music. What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? <laughs> that is oh, I true. I you had one brr in you. You do, you, uh, <laughs> you do speak in movies. <laughs> and for someone who's not a movie buff, I need like major, uh, what's the word? I need you to like break it down for yeah, me. Yeah, no doubt. So we, I'm going to give you a list of movies that you need to watch. You know what I mean? To go ahead and get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? What kind of time do you think I have? What do you think I'm doing? Sitting at home and getting bonbons in my free time? Well, you you got to sit ba- there and catch you, a movie? You got the baby. You going to be up all night? No, I'm not. He sleeps through the night. Oh, that is that, that is that is amazing. I had to, I worked on lucky, that. Lucky you. I, I can't work with a baby that doesn't sleep through the night. Are you kidding me? All right, let's get back to what's important here. Uh, that would be football yeah, and Carson Wentz. Give me a little vodka and and what's going on with uh, the Indianapolis Colts? I'm not just whatever you just said. I'm just gonna let that go. <laughs> this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. That's where we're gonna go right now. It's Bart Scott and Shay Cornette filling in, and we're joined now by Mike Wells, our ESPN Colts reporter, and he is here on the Goodyear Hotline. Good. Good morning, Mr. Wells. Good to talk to you this morning. I, I feel like I just talked to you like 24 hours ago because I did. And so in the last 24 hours or so, what is now the latest with Carson Wentz as we're trying to figure out what is going on with his foot injury? Hey, good morning, Shane. By the way, Bart, you're right. Uh, DJ is killing it with that re-entry uh, music. Uh, I'm rolling with him on that this morning. But not not much has changed since um, uh, I talked to you yesterday, Shay, on ESPN Radio. The Colts are still in this holding pattern, waiting to see what the next approach is for Carson Wentz and that foot injury. I mean, they went into training camp with high expectations, thinking, okay, he's going to have a full training camp to continue to relearn head coach Frank Reich's offense, get familiar with a very talented offensive line, some talented wide receivers, and hope to take the next step to surpass the Tennessee Titans in the AFC South. But instead, now the Colts are waiting on, on the status of his foot and wondering if for some reason Carson Wentz is not ready for that week one game against the Seattle Seahawks, who's going to be the starting quarterback? Okay, so Mike, when do you expect to know when he's going to be able to return or a timetable or any more information besides just that he's meeting with doctors? Well, the Colts were off yesterday. They returned to the practice field today uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern. Head coach Frank Reich, who also missed the first who missed the first part of training camp after testing positive with COVID, will be back. So hopefully they'll be an update by the end of practice when he addresses the media at about 11:45. Hopefully, there'll be a better indication of where things go because 
and, until they get some type of update, the, the questions are going to continue to be lingering on what's going to happen. Because Bart, you know, you you played you played the game, Bart. Um, you know, people say you got to have that complete roster and everything, but the reality is that, that the quarterback is the most important position on the roster, especially for the Indianapolis Colts, because they've had a revolving door at that position since Andrew Luck decided to surprise everybody by retiring two years ago. Is, I'm, I'm glad you brought Andrew Luck up because you, we, we remember and it's kind of shades of the beginning of the Andrew Luck shoulder injury that we thought that it was nothing to see here and it continued to linger the entire year. Um, what's the worst case, best case scenario with this injury? Well, I think the worst case scenario is with, with, with Wentz's, because uh, I lost you guys for a second. Uh, I believe you said the word best, worst case. The worst case is Carson Wentz had to have surgery and he misses, you know, you know, a large amount of time and nobody knows when he gets back. The best case is that they kind of let it kind of heal on its own and see and let him miss him a couple of weeks in training camp and then hope that he can get back. But we're talking about a foot injury. Foot injuries just don't automatically go away, especially for a guy like Wentz who is very mobile and can move around in the pocket. He uses his athleticism to make things happen. So uh, hopefully it's not the worst-case scenario, but the best case that it's, you know, just, he misses a little bit of training camp. Okay, talking to Mike Wells right now, ESPN Colts reporter here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, Shea Cornett and Bart Scott filling in for the guys this morning. Okay, so let's kind of lean towards that worst-case scenario because it's better to have a backup plan than be caught Mm -hmm. off guard, right? So how likely is it that they bring in a veteran quarterback? We saw over the weekend that the Colts signed uh, signed Brett Huntley. Uh, Clearly, that wouldn't be enough if Carson Wentz is going to miss some significant amount of time. So is a veteran quarterback on the table at this point, Mike? I would say anything's on the table at, at this point um, with, with the quarterback position because they have Jacob Eason who's been working with the, the starters the past few training camp practices, but Eason hadn't taken – he did not take a snap last season. And, you know, not, not to, uh, you know, be too hard on a young quarterback. I mean, he threw three interceptions and in, in, uh, those two practices right away. They have to look at – try to get a veteran because this team now, they're, not, they're past that rebuilding stage. They have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL – some of the best running backs. T.Y. Hilton is 31 years old. A defense led by Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner. So a veteran quarterback will be one. A quarterback that I think I'm going to continue to think will be on the radar is Nick Foles. I mean, that's one of those reunited type situations where uh, Foles replaced Wentz in 2017 when Wentz tore his ACL and led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator during that year. And that adds to the fact that Foles also knows Reich's offense, too. So it would not be as tough of a transition to bring in a guy like Nick Foles over, over another veteran quarterback. Now, I know you said that, you know, Dr. Anderson, who did my foot surgery, is going to um, check out the x-rays. Any indication that Nick um, that Carson went to a fly down there to North Carolina to, to do an in-person visit? Well, we have not seen Wentz. Since practice on Thursday, so I'm working under the assumption that he uh, did did go down there to to meet with him. And I, I wanted to add this too: the the Colts knew the possibilities about Carson Wentz's injury history. I mean, he's only played a full season two times in his five year NFL career. They decided not to re-sign Jacoby Brissett, so they were basically rolling the dice and hoping that Carson Wentz could stay healthy and lead them lead them this season. They rolled the dice, and it, it, they didn't, the numbers didn't come their way, haven't, haven't come their way so far. So they kind of put themselves in this current position. That's a really good point. All right, that's Mike Wells, our ESPN Colts reporter, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you, Mike, for the update. We'll be waiting patiently this afternoon or you know, even later this morning to see if there is an update on Carson Wentz and his future with the Colts this season. Thanks, Mike.
All right, Shay, enjoy those bonbons. Hey, send me some <laughs> send me some Elmo's uh, cocktail sauce. <laughs> I got you, Bart. Bart's always clamoring for some food from somebody, right? That's Mike Wells on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. NFL Training Camp 2021 with Keyshawn Johnson, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys training camp is going to be crazy when you think about the Achilles heel for them a year ago, it was the defense. They went out and got Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator to short things up for them. They drafted uh, Michael Parsons out of Penn State. So when you look at what they're capable of doing on the defensive side of the ball, offensively, they're explosive. We know what they have. All they got to worry about is keeping Dak Prescott upright and controlling the clock with Ezekiel Elliott. And if they do that with a stout defense, watch out, Cowboys. This is the biggest season ever. The countdown to the NFL season continues. Weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Shay Cornette, Bart Scott filling in for the guys this morning. And guess what we have on Thursday? We have an actual football game. It's a preseason game, but nonetheless. For real? The Hall of Fame game is Thursday between the Cowboys and the Steelers. I'm glad I'm delivering this information to my co-host. But, um, yeah, you know, that is – You know, I don't show the production meetings. <laughs> that is on Thursday, so it is quickly approaching. And, and But the Cowboys are not coming into this one unscathed. Um, just, you know, to, to put it the way it is here. Uh, Dak Prescott has a latissimus strain on his, on his throwing shoulder. What does this mean, essentially? It's essentially a muscle strain. And I guess this is not that huge of a deal. But nonetheless, it is something to talk about because it is the Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. Hmm. And it is a quarterback who signed a monster deal over yeah. the offseason, one that we had talked about. A ton, right? And so what about Dak Prescott, who's also recovering from an ankle injury, a gruesome one that happened last season. And so he's back into the fold. But what does this all mean for him? Well, here's Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback, with our own Ed Warder on how he's feeling. Where are you in recovering from this injury that you suffered? Uh, Yeah, I'm just uh, getting better, doing everything I need to. Um, Obviously taking all the precautions, getting all the treatments I am, uh, just working my way back out here, uh, but being smart with it. Okay, so being smart with it, what you would assume that the Dallas Cowboys quarterback is going to say. But nonetheless, when there is something like perhaps the quarterback not throwing the football at training camp because he's got some soreness in that muscle, we have to make a big deal out of it. I do want to point this out, though, Bart, because I've seen a lot of people on social media starting to freak out about this, and I understand. Yeah. But the Cowboys have been in training camp because of the Hall of Fame game, longer than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And you would assume that Dak has been working – assume, this is what I'm assuming. He has been working mostly on his feet work and his ankle and his legs to be sure those are up to speed and not throwing as much. And so throwing the football a lot would – you know, maybe cause a little bit of shoulder straining. Or, or tendonitis, right, because he's using a muscle. or Maybe he's overthrowing. My concern is that maybe he's overcompensating and, and maybe his throwing motion has changed because his plant his plant and his feet isn't the same, mm-hmm. right? You know, we all have comp- compensation. Like I said before, I had reconstructive toe surgery on my right toe, my great right toe. So now I get knee tendonitis in my left, my left knee. You know, so I just wonder if maybe his throwing motion has changed and changed the angle of which he delivers the football. Um, and so he's got to get used to that. Right. I mean, but, th- but this week th- this week is a, definitely a week that you want to miss. I mean, first of all, he probably wouldn't have even played in a Hall of Fame game anyway no, because they right. still have that extra game. So, you know, you want to make sure that you protect him anyway. And, and the Steelers are the wrong team that you want to go against in the preseason, especially, you know, when it's, you know, the first week. 
you know, so like, you know, this is actually probably a blessing in disguise that they have that built-in excuse for everybody that wants to see Dak and how the new offense looks or the, or the offense has progressed now that he's back underneath the helm. Okay, I'm going to go back to the Steelers in just a minute because I do want to talk about them, but I want to stay here with Dak Prescott just because I want to know from your perspective, obviously someone who's been through training camp has played in the league, like how important these training camp snaps are. Forget the game. Forget the yeah. Hall of Fame mm-hmm. game because it's pretty obvious we're not going to see starting quarterbacks across the National Football League. I don't care who mm-hmm. you are. But nonetheless, Dak Prescott is coming off an injury. This yeah. is a make-or-break-it season for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. How important is it for him to get these snaps in training camp that he's not getting because of this strain on his shoulder, that he's not putting together chemistry with those receivers that we, we know that he needs to do? I know that yeah. he knows these guys, right. but he hasn't, you know. So how important is that that he's not getting that? See, that, that, that's the, that's, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there when you said that this isn't a new offense anymore, right? He knows his offense, and now it's about finding the nuance within it, right? So, I mean, you're missing some time with your guys, but he did play with these guys all the last training camp, and through the season he had very, you know, a lot of success. You know, really the second year of the season is growing packages, right? It's, it's, it's knowing how defenses are going to play you in certain situations and being able to learn, like, the nonverbal communication with your receivers. It's that next-level chemistry with guys where you can see the, the, the coverage is the same and things of that sort. But if I'm an opponent, you know, I see blood in the water. I, I see a guy that – you got any injury on the injury report – you know, I'm going after it, right? So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm guys, I'm trying to tackle Dak's arms so he can't get it above his head so that I can drive that shoulder into the ground. So I can just loosen it up. You know, you never know, especially if it's an NFC opponent. You know, you never know. You might see him again. So it's like trying to chip away at the wood. You know what I mean? So you're just taking, taking swipes at it. So, you know, I mean, I think it's good that they're being cautious with him because um, they're going to need him for the entire season to be successful to get where they want to go. Uh, true. So he had full, fully, four fully healthy games with the Dallas Cowboys last year. Dak Prescott did. Right. In those games, they were just one and three. The only win over that stretch was a one point victory over a Falcons yeah, team. Way to go, Falcons! That was four and twelve. Okay, let's just you got to go back. Way. You got to go back. They botched the onside. Kick. I was just about to say, and if you remember, they they forgot the onside kick rules at the end of the game. Okay, completely forgot. So, what kind of pressure does that give for the Dallas Cowboys this year? Well, Dallas won the Super Bowl in nineteen ninety five. From 1996 to today, like legit today, August 2nd, they have only four playoff wins since then. Mm. So it's been a minute for the Dallas Cowboys. And so that opens up this question. Which playoff team from last year will miss the playoffs this year? And which teams that missed the playoffs last year will make it this year? Which teams have most pressure when it comes to that? Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-SAY-ESPN. Okay. Um, so we'll get more into that in just a little bit. But I want to go back to something that you said earlier that I think is important. Come Friday, we're going to be overreacting to the Hall of Fame game between yeah. the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the job. What will be the overreaction? You pointed out the Steelers are the worst team to play yeah. in the preseason. Why? So Steelers, Ravens, and any Rex Ryan defense is the worst team. I've seen guys and coordinators cuss Rex out week one because guess what? The blitz package is in. Like the entire bliss package is in for the first game. It doesn't matter. So you go, you have five guys coming off a side. They're like, man, what the hell, man? Like, really, you gonna, you're trying to kill my quarterback like that? And the Steelers are the same way, right? That bliss package is in. So you're going to get like week five, week six 
blitz packages, and you could be like, man, come on, man. It's like if anybody remembers Rocky when he when when, when Apollo was fighting Ivan Drago, like, yo, this is supposed to be an exhibition. <laughs> you ain't supposed to have no six. We ain't even put that in on the offensive side of the ball. We ain't even put the full slide with the guard mollying out. Like, come on, man. Like, really, man? Can you do me a favor? And, but but you know, listen, the Steelers are who they are, right? And they're gonna come and they're gonna bring it. Blitzburg is Blitzburg for a reason, and they better be prepared for that. And I don't I don't worry about the I don't worry about like the first guys because they only go play like just think the backup Tyron Smith they're gonna play a series maybe a first quarter and then the backups are gonna come in whoever that quarterback is barbecue chicken barbecue barbecue chicken chicken. to to quote Shaxter Thomas barbecue chicken so I didn't even know that about the Pittsburgh Steelers I just assumed it like I you and I haven't talked about this until legitimately right now so I just assumed it and so this just furthers my belief because come Friday that's what I thought we'd be talking about how prepared the Steelers are with their twos and threes and how unprepared the Dallas Cowboys are with their twos and threes and they got a Steeler going into the Hall of Fame oh they gonna put on a show for Alan Fanica (laughs) I mean they gonna be blitzing everybody corners safeties I mean, they don't care. The bear fire zone. They're going to cross both of them linebackers. That is a Steelers staple. And if you don't know, young fella, and you the running back, you better understand. We'll see. So my thought process also was, and you might tell me I'm overreacting here, but the Dallas Cowboys week one have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. It's a Thursday primetime game. I mean, we're all have it circled on our calendar. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the reigning Super Bowl champs and the Cowboys coming off a very disappointing season with only six wins. So if I'm Mike McCarthy, why would I show my cards? Oh. At all in this game. Like, let them go out there and look sloppy. Let everyone talk about how terrible our offense and defense is and how nobody's prepared twos, threes, and beyond. Let them. Because then come week one against the Buccaneers, we better show up in a big way. And so that was going to be my angle, not even knowing that you saying this about it's a well-known thing that the Steelers are the worst team to play in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, the thing is you have to protect yourself too because if you don't have some type of plan – you know what I mean? You can get somebody hurt. You can get a good player hurt. Not those first-line players. It's those secondary-line players because you always have those veterans because you can't rest everybody that's a veteran, right? It's not that many players. So And you can't, you can't overwork the young players because they still have to play special teams. So you got to watch their, their, their snap count. What you worry about is, like, the guys like um, – not CeeDee Lamb. He won't be out there. But, like, you know, like the, the tight end or you worry about, like – the fourth receiver because now he's going to be overextended and he's trying to pick up these blitzes. And let me tell you something. They're going to be – listen, <laughs> Blitzburg going to be trying to go night-night. They're going to be trying to knock people – they're always trying to get a highlight, right? You know what I'm saying? So, like, you come across the middle, they're going to have all these traps and all this. This, this stuff is in first week. Like, traps, picks, like, all kind of, like, whole, whole routes where, like, Mika Fitzpatrick going to try and come in and do his Troy Palomalo impersonation and try and <laughs> catch one of these crossers slipping. You know what I mean? And then just think, the, the backup quarterback, whoever's not Dak, don't know these type of things. And he go, he can, he, you can get a good player hurt. All right. Speaking of the Steelers, Bart mentioned Alan Fanica. Uh, he is going to join us at 930 today. He is, again, going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. So Should he'll join us at 930. Well, better late than never, right? Um, and, and so the overreaction from the Cowboys' perspective is that they're not prepared and they're not ready. And, and yeah. oh, my goodness, the but Steelers embarrass them. But that defense, them. though, that defense, listen, Pittsburgh's also trying to set a tone on the off- offensive side of the ball. So Ben may only play a little bit, but they're going to try and stay. I wouldn't be surprised they come out and run the ball like Mike Tom. Tom might say we're going to run the ball all the way down the field and we're not going to pass the ball one time, right, to set the tone and let the entire league know that last year we didn't have a running game. This year we got a quarter. We got In the a, preseason? Hell, yeah. They, listen, that's a rookie. He ain't got no scar tissue. All right. like, he going to run him into the ground. He going to say you got to prove to everybody because that's setting the tone too. 
because the narrative is the Steelers can't run the ball. So you got to try and get confidence from this new offensive line. Remember, Pouncey left, the Castro. Yep, 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 so yep. they got to set. They got to set a tone. They got to get this running game. They got to set their pads because you only get so many contact practices in 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 the in uh, training camp because of the rules now. So they're gonna work Najee a little bit to see what he's made out of. Yeah, Najee Harris, obviously their first round pick. Okay, so this is what I was gonna say. The overreaction from the Cowboys is that no one's ready, no one's prepared, and and we don't know what to expect week one against the Buccaneers. And then the overreaction on Friday after the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and the Cowboys the is going to be, yeah, oh the Steelers are great. Oh. This is why they went eleven and zero. You know, last season to start the season. What are we talking about, Big Ben? Why yeah. were we even discussing? This is going to be the whole thing on Friday. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we're telling you on Monday, so, you know, don't add us. Don't add yeah. We're telling you Monday that's what it's going to be because Mike Tomlin is just like rinse and repeat. Who cares if they haven't been able to re-sign the guys because of the salary yeah. cap? We're going to figure out a way, Listen. and this offensive line isn't going to be as awful as everyone thinks it's going to be. They're going to be able to run the ball, and Big Ben's still got it. One there thing, we go. One thing I can promise I play the you. Game. One thing I can promise you about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't care how great the player they lost is. You, This is one of the best organizations as far as having people in the farm system. I tell you all the time. How many times have we said, oh, my God, they lost they lost Kevin Green. And all they come is with, like, uh, Joy Porter. Oh, my God, they lost Joy Porter. And then they find James Harris and Lamar Willie. Oh, my God, James Harris and Debo's gone. Debo's gone. And T.J. Watt just becomes a beast. This is an organization and a team that just always – develops players, and they always got some dogs there, right? So they lost Alan Fanica. All they did was go get uh, Kiamatu, right? Oh, they lost him, the, the Castro. So certain organizations are about player development, and the Steelers are one of those great organizations where I don't worry or I'm not concerned about who they lost because I don't know really who they got. So the Steelers are a team that many believe – And I hate not- the Steelers, so this pains me to say <laughs> Not Bart and I, but many believe could be a team that was a playoff team last year, but possibly could miss. Uh-huh. Perhaps the Cowboys are a team that missed the playoffs, but could have possibly go to the playoffs this year. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, There's pressure say the on both sides. So give us a call and let us know what you think. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll dive more into this in just a little bit. We do have Gary in Kansas. Quickly, Gary, what do you got? Why would you pay Dak Prescott an absorbent amount of money when he hasn't shown you that he is a winning franchise quarterback. This is we're still we're still talking about this. Thank you, Gary. Um, we're yeah. still talking about this. People are still upset that Dak signed the big deal. Well, tell me this. What were your options? Nick Foles? No. Nope. Brett Hundley? No, 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 like, no, no. What was your options, right? Like what happens is sometimes you're just the next man up. I mean, you think Kirk Cousins was worth all the money he got? Stop. He was the best available. Stop. Okay, Dak Prescott, when he went down with an injury, all of the ghosts came out of the closet. And it was like, no, this ab- is the best option for success. No, absolutely. What I'm saying is when you when you say you're not going to pay somebody and give them the money, then you got to ask Brett yourself. Huntley, how dare you? But you have to ask yourself, who's next? Would you want the red rifle still underneath center? Right? How, how, what, what, what's your outlook on that then? Right? So it's one of those things. Unless you got a young rookie quarterback that you hope that, can, that has a higher ceiling than Dak Prescott, what were your options? Like, it's about who's up next. It's about leverage. Dak Prescott had to leverage because when he got hurt, they looked god-awful. Uh, to, to say, to put it lightly, and I think watching him getting carted off the field, waving to the fans with tears rolling down his eyes, it made everyone feel something in Dallas, and there's something to be said about that as well. All right, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, is one, well, he's not really a rookie, but perhaps one that was a rookie – and is on a rookie deal, will finally get paid in Cleveland, mm. maybe. Or maybe others in his draft Such class are going to get paid instead. 
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.